0: And we are back with another episode of the Metaphor podcast brought to you by Michael and Alex here at LivePlex. And today we got a great lineup for you. We're going to be talking about decentralized finance and its applications to the real world and why we think here at LivePlex decentralized finance will be the future of finance and why you should think it's important. But first, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Michael and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my week. It's been pretty good back here in California. Definitely, have been working hard ever since I got back out here, but everything's good. Alex, how are you doing?
1: Doing pretty well. Uh, it's been a little bit busy week for sure. Classes just started back up at Stanford, and beginning to get some work. But other than that, it's been pretty pretty good week.
0: Definitely keeping busy, and we've been keeping up with the markets too. Markets have been weird, which has been. Leading us to, you know, start thinking about finance and, you know, finance in our own lives. And one big thing you might be hearing about, you know, just if you're reading the news or if you're keeping up uh, with, you know, any Web3 trends is that there's this thing called decentralized finance. And you might be thinking like, well, I mean, everything's decentralized with Web3. We hear that. But this is the word we hear all the time. Decentralization. Decentralization. I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, what, what is this De- DeFi for sure? Like, what, what is this? So we're here to give you a little bit of what we would call the digestible brief. So we're going to tell you a little bit about what DeFi is uh, and its applications. And we're going to tell you the problems with the current system as well, which we like to call centralized finance. And we're going to kind of just do a compare and contrast, allow you to see, you know, what is currently being implemented today and what problems could be solved with decentralized finance. So first. I'm going to let Alex uh, just give a brief synopsis on what decentralized finance
1: is. Yeah, so, you know, DeFi is just pretty much um, any like a financial system that kind of seeks to build and combine the open source financial building blocks into, you know, different products, products that are pretty sophisticated that also kind of minimize uh, you know, friction within markets and also maximizes total value to, to all users. And, you know, all this basically utilizes uh, blockchain tech and kind of that's that's the main gist of DeFi.
0: So what you can imagine is if you were to send, let's say, a Venmo payment or a PayPal payment to, you know, one of your friends, in order for you to send, let's just say, for example, $100 what has to happen is your bank takes in that uh, that payment information, it has to process the payment, it retrieves the money, and then it sends it to your friend's bank account. Or if it's through Venmo, it's through the Venmo account, it sends it to them. They have to transfer it to their bank. Their bank verifies it, so on and so forth. Certain fees might be taken out, um, as well as you know, if you were to you know take out a loan. You are subject to the bank's terms and may not necessarily want those terms, but where else are you going to get a loan other than that weird looking place in the strip mall uh, next to, you know, all the other sketchy places. So, you know, with that said, decentralized finance is a way to kind of get rid of those uh, middlemen, those processes, those, uh, you know, other brokers that are involved with it and really just allow for you as a user to be able to engage in peer-to-peer transactions um, and kind of have more control over your finances, um, as well as the terms, right? So, you know, what a lot of people, um, you know, go through is like banks set their own terms, right? So there may be certain processing fees, there might be um, other fees that are involved, and you know, as I was saying earlier, if you get out a loan or if you want something done with your credit. You don't really have any control over those terms, let alone any, I would say, negotiating room. Or you don't even have other options. Like the bank is kind of your only option. Decentralized finance takes blockchain technology and allows users to, I guess, explore more, I would say, variability. Alex, is that what what you would say?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that's also kind of a great lead went into kind of the main sort of problems involved with the current financial system. You know, like you were saying, banks kind of banks are you know any sort of centralized authority in the financial system kind of controls interest rates, kind of lending rates, what anything having to do with loans. Um, and so you know, with that, these you know, corporations and banks, they have all this control regarding kind of how the financial system operates and also, you know, if businesses are able to kind of, or if, you know, people are able to pursue kind of going into specific businesses or industries uh, that they able to pursue. And, you know, with that, it really sort of limits a lot of the access, uh, the accessibility uh, to gain financing for specific things. And, you know, with DeFi, and that, that again is a really sort of, Great solution that it offers. It allows uh, you know peer-to-peer transactions. So that rather than say you get denied, say your credit score isn't that great, or you're in quite a bit of credit card debt, you know you can using a DeFi DeFi system, you can go find others with lenders who would be willing to you know let you borrow some money rather than having to go to a bank trying to get a specific loan that has some pretty absurd interest rates
0: yeah and like when we say accessibility like all it really takes to be able to use a DeFi platform is internet access whereas in order to be able to utilize a lot of things banks may have to offer you know such as loans or you know other things that have an extensive vetting process you have to you know kind of jump through hoops go through hurdles um, in order to be able to obtain that loan whereas certain DeFi platforms may allow you to explore different loan options from individuals you know and all you need is an internet connection uh, to be able to start to explore those and you know as alex was saying too uh, the f- financial institutions today represent a very, very, very large share um, of the overall market. Meaning, there's only really a few players that you know you can really go to within the market, and then you have a lot of smaller ones. But at the same time, while these you know banks are very, very large, it really does limit the I would say interoperability um, you have. So, say you know you were to say you were a you know bank account holder at you know, X bank, and you wanted to get a loan uh, through that bank, or you found out that bank Y had better terms, had better this or that, uh, especially if you were a bank holder. Well, it is certainly, it is a giant process to move all your money from one bank to another. Um, You know, interoperability within uh, the financial institution and banking space um, really kind of locks interconnectivity. And, you know, I would say too, that it's really siloed and designed to sustain high switching costs. So, you know, you almost, whenever you're looking to switch banks, you kind of see that there is this like higher risk or like, you know, higher costs that it would, you know, incur on you to be able to switch and get those better terms. But in a decentralized finance space, you are in control of your own finances and you don't necessarily need to uh, have to incur some of those costs that you would see when it comes to switching banks. If you just want to switch a decentralized a finance platform, you're in control of your money, you're in control of, um, your rates and stuff. You know, your money is in your wallet, which is stored on the blockchain, uh, only accessible by you. Whereas, you know, the whole point of a bank is the bank essentially has access to your money. They're the ones holding your money, etc. So, you know, with that, I, I think it's really important to talk about just like some important use cases. I know Alex and I have been talking about, um, you know, some of the current problems with the centralized market. We've talked a little bit about accessibility, right? You know, anyone with an internet connection can access a DeFi platform and transactions that occur. But I think what is really interesting is DeFi platforms actually have a chance to have lower fees um, and, and, and higher interest rates on, you know, some of the things that uh, you may want to look for. So because it really just enables any two parties to directly negotiate interest rates and lend money via DeFi networks. So with that, like you already have a lot more bargaining power than you would if you're, you know, with a bank, I would say, where the bank is kind of the one that has all the bargaining power. Now, Alex, like what other kind of use cases are, are you thinking of uh, whenever it comes to decentralized finance?
1: Um, you know, the first thing that sort of comes to mind for me is, you know, greater transparency, you know, with the, obviously with the current financial system, we, you know, as a consumer of their products, you usually don't really know kind of what goes into a product or how those products are made and also managed. And honestly, you know, a lot of the banks are are a bit, are a bit slimy and they just do have some uh, some questionable you know products and ways of operating. And we that.